family. It looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family. And for others, it's your significant other, their golfing buddies, your children, a high school soccer team starting lineup, and oh look, they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner, really testing the limits of that phrase, the more the merrier. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal. Waking up, kissing the floor of a bathroom stall. This isn't any way to live, no, not at all. And every one of these kids is so Relationships Radio Show is copyrighted. No one is to use any part of the show without express written consent from myself, Greg Dzinski, or the Art of Relationships. Thank you. Welcome to the Art of Relationships Radio Show. Greg has been a relationships expert guest host on numerous radio shows. He promises that this show is for you and to help listeners. This is not about shameless promotions and bragging about himself like many others out there. The Art of Relationships radio show is for you in helping you become more fulfilled, healthier, and happier in your relationships and lives. Licensed Relationship and Sex Counselor Greg Dzinski, The Art of Relationships radio show will cover crucial elements in rebuilding emotional and physical intimacy, plus help in reigniting the passion in your romantic relationships. He also welcomes live calls from listeners in helping with these very challenges. No more tit-for-tat arguments. Greg gets to the root of couples' challenges in a rapid, matter-of-fact format, plus applies compassion and humor. Join in discovering how to improve your romantic relationship and your own life. Listen, laugh, and grow happier. Greg is a licensed professional counselor in the state of Michigan. To others, he's simply known as Master G. Hey, welcome everybody. This is Greg Dzinski. Welcome the new listeners out there. We have a special show for everybody out there this evening. Wow, aren't they all special? I guess that's... uh. Very uh, debatable, I guess, right? Um, we are looking at um, a special show, and I want to thank Vicki Lee again for making it even more special. We are getting, or I should say we, a lucky listener out there who is going to be on live chat is going to be the winner of one of her famous artistic, soulful phenomenal paintings. Uh, so join the live chat 
if you're using Art of Relationships Radio Show's own app for Android or Apple devices. You can join us or join us at uh, Spreaker website, Spreaker.com slash user slash Greg Dzinski. And that's D-U-D-Z-I-N-S-K-I. So listen up. And hopefully it's going to be a fun-filled night. Join us on chat to win one of Vicki Lee's famous paintings. Uh, you can see them on my website. I posted them a few uh, few times at least, uh, giving her props and thanks that are in my new Detroit office. And if anybody wants to uh, see me for relationship sex challenges or even... Uh, I also specialize in trauma, grief, and loss aspects, sadly, as well. You can look me up on Facebook, private message me. Give me a call at 586-212-4196. You can also check me out on, or I should say on Facebook, too, but also at theartofrelationships.org. And uh, you can check out a little bit more information about myself and there should also be a contact page, and you also direct email me as well. Welcome to the Art of Relationships radio show, and join. Make sure you join the live chat. You can get a cool, phenomenal painting, and I'm speaking from, what do I want to say, experience with uh, one of Vicky's, uh, or actually a bunch of art pieces she sent me, which is uh, phenomenal. It's They're incredible, and I posted pictures on Facebook uh, to give you examples, but my pictures, believe me, are in my phone. Uh, even though I love the phone, it takes uh, crappy pictures, but she'll do uh, justice. She has better pictures on her uh, Facebook page. That's Vicky V-I-K-K-I-L-E-E. So make sure you check her out, okay? Oop, my apologize, people. <laughs> I thought I had a sneeze. Oh, my God, it's allergy season with all the ragweed out here in uh, Michigan and probably in the Midwest, too. Uh, so hopefully I don't sneeze too often, and hopefully the allergy pills kick in. Okay, we are going to talk about... God, what else? Oh, you, I forgot about that. You can give me, uh, give me a call. Like I said, doesn't matter what the subject matter is of the evening... But you can give us, give me a call, 586-212-4196. And like I mentioned, it does not matter what uh, what the subject matter is for the show of the evening. You can give me a call, join us on live chat with your questions, you know, comments, insights. Um, I want to hear and try to answer the best I can to your questions and relationship challenges. And like I said, again, special evening tonight. You are going to be a winner, possible winner, of one of Vicki Lee's famous paintings uh, that you can check out. You're glazed. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, your glaze was messed up. What do you mean my glaze? Oh, wait, that sounded sexual. My glaze was messed up. Hey, Vicki, Welcome. Um, if you just join, I announce one uh, one lucky winner that's going to be on the chat is going to win one of your famous paintings. And many, many thanks again for the paintings in my office and also for your free giveaway tonight. 
And I want to talk, my glaze, oh my God, wait a minute, is that like a glazed donut, a pearl necklace? Um, I'm curious to uh, talk about what that would be. <laughs> hey, welcome, Melissa, welcome back. Oh, uh, for people joining the live chat, too, uh, don't worry, I am not going to call out your name whatsoever in the live chat because uh, I respect your privacy, confidentiality, just like the phone calls I receive, questions I get. I'm not being rude. I will not ask for your name. Uh, I just want to protect your privacy and confidentiality, which is of crucial, um, crucial to me as well to keep your. Now, if you mention your name or give me permission on the live chat to say your name on the air, then that's fine. I, I definitely will do that, and I appreciate that. But like I said, I won't ask. Um, I will give you uh, confidentiality, which is very huge. So hopefully we'll have a lot more new listeners to the show tonight. So join the live chat. If you're using the Spreaker app or the Art of Relationships Radio Show's own app, I think Vicki uh, posted a link on her webs or Facebook page, I should say, and also to... On my Facebook as well, there's a link there so you can join us on the live chat for a chance to win one-of-a-kind, original Vicki Lee work, all glazed and everything. Aha. <laughs> Anyways, okay, going back, we're going to talk about, I posted on Facebook a couple days ago about being sucked back into a relationship and what allows you to get sort of suck back in. You sort of know. It could be, is the sex great? You know, is the oral sex terrific? What is it? Is the physical chemistry that keeps you pulled back into maybe a toxic or an unhealthy relationship or maybe one that just doesn't get it for you? That maybe you're just going through the motions. Maybe you're in it because you're afraid to be alone, right? Or Maybe the other aspect of that, maybe you're afraid to hurt somebody, and what happens is you stay in that situation because, let's face it, the kids, because of, you might have a nice partner, nice husband, nice wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, and you keep trying to rationalize why you want to stay in it, even though your feelings are not there. Or maybe it's not that, you know, healthy of a situation either where you will, maybe the sex, the chemistry, physical chemistry is great, but outside of that, it is, it sucks, right? Let's just face it. Maybe you argue all the time. There's a bunch of name calling and I'm not, I talked already about, uh, I'm not going to get into that about abusive relationships. I talked about that uh, quite a few times, but you know, what is causing you to stay? Great sex, maybe the guilt, right? Oh, I don't want to hurt anyone. What would my family say? What would his family say? I love them. They love me. What would our kids say? There's always something that sucks you back in. Not only that, and I talked about getting out of an unhealthy situation before, or maybe one that um, just isn't working for you. And I'm all about trying. I'm all about, you know, trying everything possible. And that way you can, if you do walk away, you get in a situation to where, 
you know what? I did try everything. I tried and it just didn't work, you know, that you don't want any regrets. You don't want to get out of the situation, you know, six months, a year, two years down the road. It's like, damn, I wish I would have tried this. I wish we would have tried this. I wish I would have been more open. I wish I would have maybe looked at myself more and what I was causing. I don't want those regrets to come back and hit. But say there's a lot of yelling, screaming, arguing, going back and forth, right? Not only if you're married or have no kids, what the hell is keeping you in an unhealthy relationship or a toxic relationship that you're wondering, you keep beating your head up against that brick wall, you get all bloody, uh, freaking scarred up from the relationship. I'm not talking literally. But then what happens when you keep going back? Oh, my God, the sex is great. I'm never going to find that again. And, Melissa, you mentioned scared of change and um, the comfort aspect, too, I think. You're too comfortable and scared of change. I get that. Change can be very scary because you're wondering, right, if it could get worse, right? Oh, my God, this situation sucks. But what happens if it ends up getting sick, you know, or get sick? (laughs) It's worse. I should get sick. Get, you know, it's worse. You become more unhealthy, more unhappy. Oh, my God, so I'm going to stay put, right? Oh, my God, it might not be. It could be worse out there. You're not looking of the, the potential of the positives out there. You're looking more at, you know, oh, my God, it's, it's scary. I get it. You know, Melissa mentioned it is. Change is scary. And everybody, when you automatically hear change, it's like, oh, damn, you're always thinking the negative. And maybe it's American culture. Maybe it's a human nature. Uh, what is going, you know, what is going on with that? So we get sucked back in. Ah, son, you know what? You're in an abusive relationship or a crap relationship, fighting all the time, and all of a sudden, they give you a kiss. Ooh, passionate kiss. Maybe they buy you a card. Nice little lovey-dovey card, right? Maybe they buy you, ooh, your favorite flowers or roses, right? Maybe they buy you your favorite flavor of edible. Oh, wait a minute. Wrong story. (laughs) Edible on these. They just get in the way. No. (laughs) You, but you know where I'm going with this. They write you a nice, kind, lovey letter, right? A nice card, give you flowers, hold you. Oh my God, I love you. I'm so sorry you fight all the time. But then the shit keeps going back. It's those little nice gestures, the kind gestures, the heat of the moment passion that keeps you sucked in and sucked back into a relationship that is not healthy for you. And Vicky uh, mentioned a question. I got to back. Okay. I want to know exactly what is right and wrong to do in those types of situation. I, Vicky, that is a good question. And it is, I think you mentioned something about this on Facebook too, or relative to that very question, that it's very subjective, Vicky. And there, if anyone tells you there is a right or wrong, to get out of that situation, and it's bad. They could sweet-talk you, right? Or maybe you're the unhealthy one, (laughs) and you're sweet-talking them. Maybe you're on, what would it take for you to let that person go? All these things that are mentioned by Melissa and Rhonda, you know, too comfortable that maybe it's our self-worth, and we need to learn to love ourselves. And Rhonda, absolutely. And I know, Rhonda, you heard me talk about that in uh, Human Sexuality a while ago. 
that, you know, learning to love yourself is huge. And I talk about the situation where, you know, I want couples to give, well, individuals and relationships, I want them to give 100% to the relationship, but I also want them to give 100% to themselves. Ooh, la la, right? I want them to be able to get 100% to themselves. And that's where, like Rhonda mentioned very well about self-love is huge. And why am I getting sucked into the situation? Why am I in a situation? Okay, it's great sex. And when you have sexual chemistry, I'm going to be honest, right? I am... Uh, how can I fade? You know, sexual chemistry is huge, man. You just freaking, you know, intertwine each other's souls and hearts and body parts. <laughs> I'm laughing. Oh my God. Trying to be serious. But anyways, they, um, you know what I mean? You have that sexual chemistry, whatever. Is that it? But after that, you fight, you feel belittled, you feel ridiculed. You just feel maybe lonely in a relationship. You feel Ugh. you know, it's great, whatever. And then you get that and you're like, oh my God, damn, what the hell did I do, right? Why do I keep getting sucked back into this? And going back to your question, Vicky, is there is no right and wrong answer. A lot of people want to, especially black and white thinkers or very analytical thinkers, they want everything black and white, yes and no, and all those aspects. It's not that easy with relationships, as you know, and I think most people realize those elements that, you know, you need to look at, you know, is it right or wrong for me? And the big thing is you're so worried about what people are going to think, what people are going to say, but what is holding you back? And look at, address your fears, okay? But if I give 100% to myself, other parties in the unit, kids, husbands suffer, feel like you're a bad person or selfish. Vicki, there is boundary. What I mean 100% to yourself means you're not going to be disrespected. You deserve to be happy. Got it? You're not going to be a doormat and you're not going to sort of be a martyr to other people. You can still, it's not easy. Um, who said you're black and white? I just said black and white thinkers, not you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, you are analytical. Okay, sorry, I read that wrong. Um, that if you, wow, you're black and white thinker and all your phenomenal artwork? Holy cow, that's a contradiction, Vicky. I'm actually shocked. Black and white thinker and your creative juices and your artwork are freaking incredible. That's a huge contradiction. Anyways, we're speaking of Vicky's art, I didn't give a plug. Check her out on Facebook, that's Vicky, V-I-K-K-I, last name is L-E-E, and look at the, all her artwork and stuff. Tremendous, a uh, lot of awesome poetry and tremendous artists, abstract art, I think I would call it. Um, and a huge thank you. She's going to be giving away one of her free pieces, art pieces, that is, on the show to one of the lucky individuals that are joining us in the chat. So join in, everybody. Uh, like I said, your name won't be revealed unless you give me permission. Not being rude, just being respectful of your privacy. So getting back to the elements about, you know, not only black and white, 
thinking or whatever. Oh, that's how I deviate from my black and white thinking through my art. That is phenomenal. And, uh, Vicky, to be honest with you, a lot of people aren't able to switch gears like that. So that is, I think that is cool. That is very, that's awesome, actually. Um, looking, getting back to the right or wrong, you need to look at what is right and wrong for you. And that's not being selfish. And everyone assumes you have heard, everybody has heard that's listening to the show on Facebook had me as their counselor, therapist, as a teacher, whatever, that I'd never promote staying, you know, for the sake of the kids. I get it. You know, you want them happy and healthy. And I always say your kids deserve to see you happy and they deserve to see what a healthy, happy relationship is. That doesn't mean, okay, we have one fight and we're out, we're broke, you know, broken up or divorced and that's it. No, you work on it. You teach your kids to work on it be diligent, work your butt off, whatever. And then, you know, if it doesn't work, then what do you do? Um, they want you happy. Most kids want you happy and both parents loving the kids. I get it, but it, it's not as easy as I sound. I don't mean to be so blunt and so nonchalant. I'm not because it, it's, it tears at your heart in these situations. And they might be a reason why you get sucked back in. And you're in a situation where maybe that partner you want to break away from happens to guilt you into it. What will the kids think? Oh my God, you're going to do this to our kids. You're going to devastate us. You are going to freaking ruin our family. It's going to be all your fault. Just look what happens. I had a um, client earlier this week that is, oh my, I saw one time and very, very volatile and, you know, said, oh, I'm going to you know, one of the partners said, oh, I'm going to kill myself and freaking tell, tell the kids it was all your fault so they hate you. I'm like, are you kidding me? That is, that was disclosed by the other spouse. Talk about being cruel or whatever. And is that, why would you do that to your kids? So some people try to manipulate you. Some people try to, what? manipulate you, guilt you into that situation by calling you selfish. Like you mentioned a while ago, Vicky, when you, you feel selfish or, as I mentioned on Facebook before, would it be selfish to somebody trying to manipulate you, you wanting to stay when you're not happy with them? Is that selfish for them? Is it selfish for someone I don't care if you're miserable or not. You still got to be with me. I'm like, oh, that's not good. And that's manipulation. And that's where you need to differentiate and try to learn the difference and listen to your gut instinct, the difference between, you know, being manipulated and what is best that someone actually cares about your feelings and if you're happy or not, okay? And Rhonda, you meant, yes, sexual chemistry is big. Oh, wait a minute. Are you talking about his is big? Or just sexual chemistry. Uh-oh. <laughs> but that's all there was. I have a question that is kind of off subject. Rhonda, you, that's what it's all about. The show's about you guys, so you can ask. Okay, what causes me to cry after having an orgasm? I feel so emotional, and I don't know why I cry. Is it because I'm sad, or am I going crazy? Rhonda, you're not going crazy. You're not the only woman out there that gets teary or cries after an orgasm or during an orgasm, I should say. 
what happens, that's a emotional release. There could be a lot of tension built up. It, it could be part of maybe a stress relief from orgasm. Sometimes it's tied in to your emotional aspects as well, Rhonda, and there's nothing wrong with that, okay? just That's just you. I think if you try to fight it and try to worry about it all the time, it's going to not make things worse, but it's going to be a, I don't want it to be a distraction and you thinking, oh, my God, I can't, I can't cry. I can't get all teary after an orgasm. Um, and, oh, my God, I'm going to talk. Uh, I almost disclosed some information about me. Anyways, no. <laughs> that doesn't happen. Okay. But you look at the situation. Um, sometimes couples can't leave each other because... C ad C M C B X. What? C M C B X. Oh. Anyway. Oh, sorry. Let me <laughs> Okay, that's okay. I'm like, oh my god, I can't read Spanish. No. <laughs> Oops. No, that's all right. That's okay. Don't apologize. We all get believe me, I freaking text I on the chat trying to do everything. Um it gets to be a pain in the butt, so don't uh yeah, don't ever apologize for that. That happens to a lot of us, okay? So, but welcome. Yeah, it's very cool. I have cried after sex a few a few times, but um yeah, mostly because I am so full of love in that moment. And that is Vicky, that that is true. I think it's not only that, you know, it could be that and also it could be tied to a like I said emotional release. And thank you, Greg. It's when I'm alone. Rhonda, when you cry when you're alone, it could be because of sadness or maybe you want to share that with somebody else. Um, I get that. Whatever. Do you, and one question is, you know, does it happen when you are alone masturbating or does it happen when you're with a, you know, a partner as well or maybe in the past? Is there a difference? And it could be because of, you know, sadness and that you want to share that and feel loved and feel vulnerable with somebody, and that it could be a combination of both. And people are going to tell you it's this or that, but it, it, I'm just throwing out ideas that it could be. You know, every there's not going to be a right or wrong or a proven fact which one it is. You need to go with what makes sense to you, okay? Rhonda, I have to cry too, but crying is healthy. It is healthy. It's an emotional release, and you'd be okay with that. Now, if you're sad and want to share that with somebody, I get that. And you have to look at what what it means to you first and foremost. And sometimes it could be just all the emotions kicking and all this stuff. I was with a woman a while ago, um, a lot while ago, and after she came, she started crying. I'm like, oh, my God, it was that bad. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> you know, it's going to hurt my ego, right? Freaking, it's going to be. And she was crying because she said that that was the first time she had an orgasm with somebody inside of her. And it's been like freaking 10 years. And I'm like, Oh, oh, I don't know if I should be like, woohoo, yahoo, pump my ego up, or if I felt like crap and guilty. So it, it could be a combination of a bunch of things. The emotional release. How long ago, Greg? Oh, shit. Vicky, um, none of your damn business. No. <laughs> this was, oh, crap. 
Oh God. Um da dum da dum da dum. My math skills suck. Just like your uh what do I want to say? Time zone Vicky son. <laughs> <laughs> this was probably oh God. Maybe seven years ago? Six? It was a while ago. Six, seven years ago. Um, so I look at um you you get that situation and you you need to address with the crying situation what you know what it means and what it represents to you, Ron, then go from there. There's not a yes, you are time zone challenge, Vicky. Um, sorry, Rhonda, going back. You need to look at what it means to you, and that's what matters. It shouldn't matter to everybody else. So it isn't a right or wrong situation. So many people look at, you know, it's right or wrong, and there are definitive right and wrongs, but I'm more of a gray thinker, more trying to look at couples and situations to get away from right or wrong and get at trying to understand, okay, why do they feel unloved? Why do they feel maybe not desired? Why do they feel like I hate them or, you know what I mean, the situation with those aspects? And getting at the elements to where learning from each other. Why are you mad? Why are you upset? Why do you feel I take you for granted? All these elements in trying to learn from each other instead of a right or wrong. And we know that a right, you know, there are definitive right or wrong. You don't have sex with kids. That's a definitive right or wrong, right? You don't murder somebody. That's a definitive wrong. Now, killing somebody, that might be okay. See, there's a difference between killing and murdering, right? Someone breaks in your house, wants to kill your family, and you kill them. Yeah, there's not a damn thing wrong with that. <laughs> so, you just say, sucks to be you. You broke in the wrong house. Anyways, um, so there are definitive right and wrongs, but a lot of people try to blanket everything. You know what? If someone thinks different than me, or they express their emotions differently than I would, they're wrong, okay? And it isn't. You learn from each other, and that's the biggest thing from a lot of people, and I try to build a foundation around is, first, we need to learn, you know, it's, it's not a right or wrong. It's how you feel, and how you feel is not a right or wrong, okay? So, you know, tying that in, how it feels, and know that moment, Rhonda, when you do cry, you know, what, what do you feel lonely right after? Do you, do you feel good? Do you feel more released when you cry after your orgasm? What if they murder wholly emotionally? What? What if they murder? That's wrong. Wholly emotionally. I think I'm confused. Anyways. Oh, Vicky, for those joining live chat, I'm going to say that again, that she is donating one of her fantastic creative pieces of art to a lucky individual that is joining us on chat. So everybody listening, join us on chat through uh, the Art of Relationships radio show's own device app for Android or Apple devices. You can also join on the live chat on uh, Spreaker. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R. Dot com and just type in Art of Relationships or Art of Relationships Radio Show. It might be under my name, Greg Dzinski, as well. Not to that's D U D Z I N S K I. Not to confuse everybody. Okay. Um, but you can 
join and win a cool painting. Hey, Foo, welcome, Princess Foo. What's up? Um, I feel a release, I think, but I feel sad, too, because I feel so. I get that, Rhonda, and that's okay. And what there's a difference between, you know, can you be okay being alone versus maybe not liking being alone? If uh, Let me try to, I think I talked about this before, but there's a difference in, you know, not wanting to be alone and hating being alone. A big difference where you can be okay being alone. It might not be what you want, but this is the premise where I want you to look at the situation where I, you know, I'm okay being alone. I don't like it, but I'm not going to be with someone to sell myself out to be in a bad situation or, you know, maybe not a bad situation, but even a, a half-ass relationship where it's just blah, where it's just, there's no connection. There's no, you're just, you know what I mean. You're just in it because it's better than being alone. That's unhealthy. And I don't think, um, too many people are going to want to be with someone that, okay, yeah, you're with me just so you don't be alone. And if you weren't with me, you'd be with somebody else just not to be alone. It's shit. I want to feel special. I want to feel you're with me because I freaking rock your world. I make you tear, cry during sex. Hey, wait a minute. In the pleasurable kind, not the freaking disappointed kind. <laughs> and that you you love me. You're into me. I don't want you because you're afraid to be alone or not afraid. You know what? Uh, I'm just going to be with you, Greg, because it's better than being alone. Oh, gee, thanks. Make me feel special, right? So I want you to be in a healthy situation to where, you know what? Yeah. I'm okay being alone. I don't like it, but I'm okay with it, okay? Hopefully, I clarified that well enough and didn't babble too much. Oh, my God, I've been up early. Um, and I gave a, I don't know what you want to call it, a speech, a workshop, whatever, with about 20 freaking high school girls swim team, <laughs> uh, a ways away from me today, I got asked, uh, someone across the hall from me in my Mount Clements office, they have a home health care agency. So what happens is that she asked me to give, she knew I played a little bit of, played a couple years college baseball and stuff and performance anxiety and helping with these girls with performance anxiety. Oh my God. And you thinking teenage girls ranging from 13, uh, freaking 17, I think eight o'clock in the freaking morning, waking up first and trying to keep their attention and keep their motivation. It's like, Oh my God. <laughs> so that was a, that was fun though. But anyways, I am out of it. I'm tired, but so I might get slap happy and hopefully it makes sense. Rhonda, I get I just miss being loved, but do you want to be loved on your terms? Are you, do you want to be loved on your terms? That's what's important. And it doesn't mean you're a control freak. You're going to, that isn't what I mean, but you want to be loved because love for you, you want to be respected. You want to be treated well and all that stuff. Um, New chatter on there. Like I said, I'm not going to mention any names uh, unless you give me permission. So I'm not being rude. I'm okay being alone too, but I just rather not. That's awesome. That's what I'm trying to say. I get that. And that's where I want people, not that they are, you know, 
going to sell themselves out not to be alone. And there's, oh my God, there's a ton of people out there that will do that. And those individuals, make sure you engage, you know, people new on the chat and all that. Make them feel welcome, okay? Um, you guys, or I should say ladies on the live chat, you are, you're all a bunch of nice people. Make everybody feel welcome. That's new. If any new uh, chatters you see that haven't been on there or you recognize, say hello. Welcome to everybody. Getting to the topic at hand. So hopefully, yeah, I just miss, you know, having someone share my love with. I get that. And you look at this. Oh, Melissa, thank you so much for saying a hello to a newcomer. Oh, wait a minute. A newcomer. Anyways, I'm glad I'm not alone, but I'm okay if I need to be. Foo, you know, that's where I want people to be, to be healthy and say, you know, not sell them out that I'm going to be in an unhealthy situation, that I'm going to be in an unhealthy relationship just to not be alone. I think that's, if it's right, wrong, whatever, it's, it's a sad situation to go on. And I don't want anybody to sell them out, you know, sell themselves out. And that's not gender bias. That's, you know, there's guys, men that are in that situation, and there are also um, women, of course, in that situation. So it's not just a gender. Everyone assumes women do that so that, no, it's men too. It's uh, not that way at all, okay? Um. Oh, and it's okay to mention my name? No problem. Thanks, Brenda. Welcome to the Art of Relationships. I can't even talk. Sorry. Welcome to the Art of Relationships radio show. I appreciate you joining us. So thank you so much. I appreciate it. Hopefully, if you have any other you know, any questions whatsoever, Brenda, that you, you, know, you mention or whatever, you want answered or whatever, throw it up there in chat, okay? Um, like I said, no matter what the te- topic is of the show, the show, it, it's all about the listeners. It's all about you out there. I'm here to help you, and that's what my passion is, and that's what the, the show is all about. It's about helping you out there. So no matter what the topic is, please feel free to ask any questions you have, okay, Brenda? So um, thank you. Yeah, thanks for joining us. And going back, you know, getting sucked back in, like I said, Going, getting in that situation, being when you know it might not be healthy. And I agree, being familiar, being comfortable. There's some comfort level. You know what's going to happen. You know each other's reactions, even though you know it might not be healthy and bad. Yeah, we know we're going to yell, scream, whatever, and we're going to have mad passion and make up sex freaking after. So, you know what? I know what it's going to happen. I know there's some comfort in that, even though it's not healthy. What I want to hear from other people. Oh no, any Brenda, thank you. I I'm flattered to have you listen in. It's you know your time. You know you're that you're spending your time listening to the show. I'm very flattered. So thank you. You look at the situation where um, what if you think back? What kept you sucked into a relationship that you knew wasn't healthy for you? I can tell you, um, me personally. Yeah, after I already dug all my shit about making someone cry during sex. But 
that was a pleasurable experience for that lady. Ooh la la. No, <laughs> I'm teasing. <laughs> you look at the situation, well, eh, maybe not. But anyways, you look at the situation where, you know, what, what keeps you going? Is it that you're comfortable? It's what you have to do is to break free from that relationship. It might be very, very difficult and it makes it more difficult. You know how you try to ease a Band-Aid off, right? That you ease a little Band-Aid off. You know you ease it off and it hurts a little bit, hurts a little bit. Ugh! Because you don't want to rip it off and have that ouch right away. When you want to get out of a situation and you know it's not healthy, and it, I, I don't, you know, it's hard. It's very, very difficult. My situation was, you know, I don't want to hurt anybody, right? But it gets to a point, why am I sacrificing myself, my happiness, if she's just a crazy chick? (laughs) Oh, wait a minute. Lady, I'm sorry, crazy lady, not a chick. You know what? Why do people, um, I hate that. Oh, that's my old lady. That's my old man. I'm like, oh, my God, your mom, and you're dating your mom, you're dating your freaking dad. That's just wrong. Anyways, Going back to that situation, you know, my biggest fear, fear, or maybe it wasn't a fear. I didn't want to feel that way. I didn't want to hurt anybody. So it was really difficult. And the old saying, right, guys will do stupid shit so girls will break up or women will break up with them to get them to break up with them so you don't hurt them and you can be a dick and you're, oh, good, she thinks I'm a dick and she broke up with me. Whew, now I don't have to and I don't have to feel guilty or like shit, right? <laughs> so you look at the situation, um, <laughs> uh, right? Yeah, guys, that's a life lesson, right? And I know, women, you do the same thing for guys to break up with you. Rhonda, that's what I'm saying. You know, going back to that, you rip that Band-Aid off and this is where it's very, very difficult to, you know, what what goes on and what happens all the time, Brenda. Yeah. And, you know, ripping that Band-Aid off might be you block them from, um, I almost said from Spreakers. Do, Vicky, do guys really do that? Uh-huh. <laughs> Not all guys. Um, I got to the point where okay, maybe more confident, whatever. And it's like, I'm just not happy and I'm being honest. Oh my God, give me a chance. And they cry and all this stuff. Um, like I said, I had to get a PPO order against somebody a while ago too. So, uh, <laughs> you boy. So you look at the, and that's not funny, Melissa. <laughs> it was like, damn, that was driving me nuts. But Guys do do that, yes, and women do that too, so they're not the bad person, or they can be a, they'd rather be considered a dick or an a-hole than to break someone's heart. So they get them to go ahead and do it, and women do it too. It's not just the guys, but it seems like a lot of guys do it more, so they're not, you know, they don't break the other one's heart. And I, I tell you, man, I hate making someone feel like crap but now I get to a point where this is the way I feel, and you know what? I'm not going to lie about it, and this is it. Then we'll go from there. Melissa, Rhonda, absolutely. And knowing you ladies knowing me on here, I get all freaking all over the place. But you get in a situation where, yes, Melissa, Rhonda, what I mentioned, you block them off Facebook. You block them on your phone, right? You might have to cut those ties 
to break away from them, right? Because you know they're going to manipulate you. They're going to whatever. They're going to say, oh, my God, but you know how great sex is with you. You know how, how much you love me licking you, right? Ooh, and they suck you back in, and you're like, oh, damn. Then you get all hot, horny, and then what happens? And you go all with that, right? Then you get sucked back in. Or they send you a love letter, I'm so sorry, da-da-da-da-da, you're my soul, you're all this stuff. And then you get sucked back in. So this is where I recommend that you try to cut ties and block them. And someone, actually a client this week told me, or was it, I can't remember, I think it was it this week, I think it was Monday. Someone told me that you can, there's an app out there, there's a freaking app for everything. Oh, yeah, Rhonda, get me all riled up, right? Licking and sucking, right? <laughs> but there's an app out there that you can, I guess, even if someone blocks you, block you can block their phone number, but there's an app that they get some number or whatever, and they can still text you. But I guess they can text you like five times, whatever. But just ignore it. Don't get sucked back in if they do use that app. Don't get sucked back in uh, and don't text them back. And this is so hard because of guilt and all this stuff. And it's hard to break that. Um, you know what? It, it's hard. It, it's very difficult. Oh, man, I would rather have a guy tell me the truth than make me think they are an ass. You know what, Vicky? Uh, that's how I am now. I'm talking a long time ago, like maybe two months ago, that I stopped being... No, I'm teasing. Yeah, I'm talking years ago. Uh, you know what? There's just something missing, and I'm I'm not going to apologize for it. Uh, you might you're freaking you're a crazy woman. Um, <laughs> what? No, <laughs> whatever, whatever it is. You know, I'm going to be honest. I don't want to belittle. So many people get into belittle and bash and whatever. No, be respectful. All that aspect, and I, I agree. I, right now, I'm honest. You know, if it isn't working, I'm going to tell you, and I'm going to be honest, and I'm going to be upfront with you about that, okay? Um, Brenda, I was an asshole to guys, but I got tied up, and now I enjoy it. Wait a minute. Brenda, are you saying you got tied up, and now you enjoy being tied up? Oh, my God, you're going to fit right in with this freaking horny freaking crew. <laughs> <laughs> I was an asshole to guys, but I got tied up, and now I enjoy it. You mean you enjoy being, oh, my God, hilarious. You got to clarify. <laughs> <laughs> it was probably two days ago. Melissa, no, it wasn't two days ago. Uh, maybe six. No, 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 no. I'm more, I'm more honest now, and if you look at the, Brenda, you didn't answer the question about being tied up. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tied up, meow. Oh, marriage. Oh, there goes my fantasy. Whips and chains. You know what, Melissa? I, I tell people all the time, I'm not in the whips and chains. It's weird. You think what I do for a living and everything, or try to do for a living to make a living, you think I'd be, uh, I don't think men start to grow up until they hit their 40s. Um, you know what, Rhonda? I have like about, I got 15 more years to go before I hit my 40, so I'll tell you when I'm there. Rhonda's like, yeah, you're full of shit, Greg. Um, I, I think it depends. I think, yeah, I think a lot of guys might not grow up, but I also think there's women out there too. But as a, 
as a whole, um, I, yeah, women do tend to mature uh, quicker than men do on an emotional level and everything too. Now, if any women hold me to that, I will lie and say I never said that. No. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Uh, Going to announce those on the live chat with us on our Relationships Radio Show is going to earn. Earn? When? <laughs> They're stuck in the phallic stage. You know what, Melissa? You know what? I, we never, we never, ever get rid of that phallic stage, right? Hell to the no. Anyways, going back to Miss Vicki Lee's talented art pieces. She is thankfully donating one of her pieces of phenomenal work to one of Lucky Chatters. Um, that is, she's going to pick one, write names down, I guess, and raffle them off or you know, pick a number out of a hat, I think, or I think that's what she said she's going to do. I have no idea. Uh, foo, whips and whips are great, and you can also just lightly brush with the whip on your skin. You know what, Foo? Didn't we talk about flogging before? Ooh. Why are you blushing, Vicky? Oh, handcuff, Brenda. Ah, the tickler and whip combo is fun. Oh, Melissa. Oh, Brenda. I told you, you freaking all these freaking women make me go nuts because I think they're lying. I think they just try to get me all worked up and all freaking hot and sweaty and freaking boned up and everything that they, their women aren't really like that. Women don't like sex, do you? Anyways. <laughs> What the hell are we even talking about tonight, right? <laughs> Whips and chains, orgasms. Anyways, like I said, the Art of Relationships radio show is for you out there. I am going to take a quick break. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. I am going to be back in a few moments. This is the Art of Relationships radio show. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'll see you. Well, I'll actually see you. You will hear me. And I will see you on the live chat in a few moments after this break. Thanks so much. If you're looking for that unique, cool fashion statement, check out Shoes by Shay on Facebook. She has hand-painted, uh, hand-designed canvas shoes for you, your loved one. It's an inspirational piece unique to your own taste. Check out Shoes by Shay on Facebook. Again, that's Shoes by Shay on Facebook. Waking up. Kissing the floor of a bathroom stall This isn't any way to live, no, not at all And every one of these kids is so original White suit, black tie with chucks and I Can barely pull off the standard tux, but why? Would I need to worry about it when I do it all again Do it all again every night Has someone else crashing parties, raising hell Maybe I should get some Tell me why you remember when we used to stand for something. 
I start to call myself the great pretender before you tell me why you remember when you used to stand for something more than this. I always think it's happy ever after until it's a complete disaster to Welcome back, everybody. This is uh, Greg Dzinski, licensed professional counselor in the state of Michigan. Uh-oh. Wait a minute. Oops. Hit the wrong button. I got a little overexcited and preemied. Anyway, <laughs> you looked at... Oh, boy. Sorry. This, <laughs> this is Third uh, Relationships Radio Show. I am your host, Greg Dzinski, a.k.a. Master G. Maybe I should get rid of that. I don't know. I have to throw it out there. <laughs> and I'm a licensed 
professional counselor in the state of Michigan, uh, relationship and sex specialist in the Detroit area, actually Detroit area. My uh, one office is in downtown Detroit, which I'm excited about. Now, just got to get a bunch of clients down there to build it up, but I will be closing my Mount Clements office. I'm going to be looking at, I'm going to shoot for October 1st to close the Mount Clements office and just work out of the Detroit office. So, which, so I'm excited about that. Oh, another update is I know, <laughs> oh my God, for months and months, I've been talking about the damn book <laughs> that I've been trying to get out, okay? Um, now I got distracted. <laughs> now I got distracted about freaking uh, food mention and <laughs> about locking ourselves in a room and get familiar with their own body. I absolutely agree because what you what you like and how you want to be touched right, is important. But anyways, um, to know your body, what you like and all that, that way you can teach your partner. Okay. So anyways, going back to the book. Um, yeah. Would I say, <laughs> oh yeah, it's going to be out the end of April. Then I said the end of July. Oh shit. But believe it or not, I only have, I think, Two more sections to go, okay? So I got about probably maybe 10 pages to go. So this is a game plan. I'm going to finish it up this week. Uh, so I am hoping, fingers crossed, it'll finally be out first in ebook format. And I think it'll be out in print copy shortly after that as well next Weak people. Oh my God, I can't write. And then uh, I will keep saying, oh yeah, the book is coming out. And it's called, they're going to be called, I wish I could upload a picture on here, but I don't think I can um, on a live chat. But you can see it on Facebook and everything too. I posted it, different ex excerpts from the book and everything else. But it is uh, C's, that total connection, achieving the emotional and sexual connection you crave. Oh, sorry. I'm reading Rhonda's thing about body since age three. And that's normal. A lot of, a lot of girls, a lot of boys start playing with themselves and their, um, you know, their parents, would, oh, my God, stop. You can't do that. It's going to fall off. <laughs> you know, it's going to rot. It's going <laughs> to whatever, and that's wrong. You need to teach, you know, of course, privacy and everything else. Um, Melissa, you mentioned boo. Oh, about the Mount Clements office closing. Yes, I did. You've known that for a little bit. I know. Um, you just have to, everybody have to come down in Detroit and Detroit is hopping and jumping, and people that are scared of Detroit, man, it is coming. It is alive again. There is a lot of positive energy down there. Um, I've been a huge fan of Detroit um, for a long time, ever since I was a kid, and even more so now with all the rejuvenation and everything going on. It's just hopping. A lot of diverse people and culture 
arts, eateries, music. Oh, the Jazz Fest is this weekend, too, downtown Detroit. Um, yep, bring your heat. <laughs> bring your heat, Melissa. Uh, no, you don't have to. Only you have to know where to go. <laughs> Any major city has its bad areas, right? But downtown, Campus Marsh. Yeah, oh, yeah, Greek Town. Yeah, absolutely. That, I mean... It's a lot of fun. They get a lot of street performance artists around Greektown, too. And I'm uh, trying to think if I posted anything about that. My phone takes crappy pictures, but I got a, a couple other cool paintings of Detroit and the skyline in my office in Detroit, too. I picked up in Greektown, and it's an awesome balance with Vicki Lee's work, which she is going to be giving away. I don't know. Vicky. when are you giving a uh, painting away? A- after the show? I have no idea. But <laughs> so you look at, look at the situation um, about, you know, what gets, can I get therapy while we ice skate in the winter? You know what, Princess Fu, to be honest with you, I freaking hate the winter. <laughs> you can get therapy and then go ice skating. Or you can go, <laughs> or you can, or you can go ice skating and then come over in the Penobscot building <laughs> where I'm at. Oh frick! Oh god! Yeah, I hate winter. Why in the hell do I live in Michigan? Right? I. Good question. Uh, Brenda, that sucks too far for me. I'm so sorry. But you know what? I do Skype sessions. And I do phone sessions as well. Ooh, hoo, hoo. So that option is available too. So I do do that. Um, oh, thanks, Vicky. Welcome back. Yeah, yes. One for everyone here in live chat. Everyone, what? You're not going to send. No, 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 no. You can't send out paintings to everybody. That's not, that's not fair to you. That's crazy. But, <laughs> oh, Rhonda, yeah, I feel safer downtown than wood in the burbs. I know a lot of people are having issues um, around the suburbs of Metro Detroit. And I, you know, people that are on chat, they know the area, you know, Gross Point, Sterling Heights. He, uh, he's a phone sex expert. Sexting. Oh, yeah. Talk dirty to me. I sh- Man, I would have made a lot more money than I do now if I would have been a one nine hundred. Oh, baby, how do you like to be licked? Oh, yeah, just like that. Do you want to be sucked on? Oh, yeah, be Anyways, no. <laughs> People are listening to the show for one time. What the hell is this? I ain't listening to this. <laughs> uh, so I am not. <laughs> no, everyone, how professional is this? How am I going to get any help? Okay, those that are joining the live chat, um, Please, you know, send out some questions. Brenda, give me a question or anything you want to, you know, you want me to cover. I talked about, you know, trying different ways to get, you know, sucked back into, not trying to get sucked back in, but trying to block or trying to get away from that. Know who's getting us heated. Oh, Rhonda. Yeah, baby. (laughs) Oh, touch yourself. Oh, yeah, just like that. Oh, yeah, baby. Touch yourself. Damn it. I need to put all you ladies on frickin' uh, 
like Skype the video chat. And, no, <laughs> no, I wouldn't even be able to talk. Anyway, <laughs> you boy. Anyways. Oh, and I just finished up the semester last week with human sexuality. Damn it. So I'm going to have to get my fix on the Art of Relationships radio show then. Okay. We look at the situation. I'm naked. Oh, yeah. Don't tease. <laughs> I know better. Oh, maybe you are. Anyways, um, want a good look at, make sure on my Facebook too, there is a, a video I posted two days ago. And I try to edit it because people were looking for the video in that one, but it was below it. But it is called Business Time. And a friend of mine also does executive, he does executive coaching relationship stuff too, John Beter. And um, it's called Business Time. A bunch of New Zealand, or I wouldn't say a bunch, two New Zealand comedians are, uh, it's called business time, and it is freaking hilarious, a, b- a way of people having sex uh, about, oh, actually, like tonight, it's Wednesday night, so you look at the situation, um, it, it's funny, so check that out, it talks about, you know, you're getting all hot and bothered and, you know, leaving your socks on, it's, it's funnier in hell, and a lot of people might be able to laugh and uh, relate to it. So check that. Oh, Rhonda, you did see that video? Cool, I hope so. <laughs> um, it is funny. I don't know who else has seen that on there, but it's funnier than hell. Um, when is it time to call it quits if they are not trying? Melissa, that is a great question. And you need to look at what? That's right, business. Oh, business is closed. Oh, hell no. Hump night. Woohoo. Everybody get their humps on. Um, anyways. <laughs> oh, Princess Foo, you saw it too. It was funny. I thought it, I thought it was funnier and how. And it relates to almost how a lot of people are tired with the kids, and it's funny. Anyways, um, how do you know when to call it quits? Melissa, did you ask me that question like uh, 50 times before? <laughs> um, the, you look at the situation. You know when to call it quits by going with your gut instinct. You, your gut, your heart, like I said, you might be afraid to hurt the other person. You might be scared of being alone. You might be you know, fearful of breaking the comfort of the norm. And it's even more so, I think, if you've been together with someone for, you know, 5, 10, 20 years, it gets maybe more harder to break that comfort time. So you look at the situation that, you know, you listen to your gut. And your heart might be saying one thing, and your gut saying, you know what, it's this is not working. Not only is it not working, I'm all about, okay, this ain't working for me. I'm not happy, but trying to find it working, right? You try to find things to work on. You try to do that, but you want both people to work on the same things of having a great relationship while at the same time maintaining your own identity, okay? I've talked about that left and right, upside down, inside out, about maintaining your own individuality while at the same time having a great relationship. So you need to look at the situation where if your gut is telling you not only this ain't working for me and no matter what, it ain't going to work, 
then you need to maybe peace out. And then maybe you need to block the numbers, Facebook, and all that stuff we talked about so you don't get sucked back in or get guilted into or manipulated into that situation. Or maybe that individual will see maybe they feel the same way and make sure he is genuine. My late husband and I did therapy. It, yeah, I know, Rhonda. And I, it was, you've, Rhonda, you've been through uh, a world of shit. Um, anyways, that's enough of that. Um, anyways, yeah, you've been through more shit. I, you and there's somebody else I know that's been through a whole bunch of shit. Uh, well, I deal with a bunch of shit on a daily basis, but you have been through um too much and too many people out there have but anyways um now I'm all sad anyways uh looking at the situation where oh get back on Melissa I'm sorry you go with your gut instinct and you you look at the situation to where you know what not only is this not working for me but I don't think it ever will and that's not you're confident in your gut but then your emotions and your heart We'll play tricks on you. Well, if we try this, we try. I'm all, like I said, I'm all about trying everything. And then you look at the situation where you know what? Ugh. You know, you look at the situation where it ain't gonna work, and you know that in your gut. And that is time to say peace out. It's not gonna work. And Melissa, you also hit on you know, and I think maybe Rhonda. I think Rhonda maybe mentioned too that you look at the situation to where if that individual is not trying, then that tells me, you know what, I'm always, if they're not trying, I always look at what is getting in the way, okay? What is getting in the way? Are they scared? Are they fear of failure? Are they afraid to make it worse? I'm all about that, trying to find out why aren't they trying. Then after you go through all that, and you don't have any answers, then you might want to say, you know what, peace out. Later, you are dismissed. This is not working, and my gut tells me, and I need to block everything, and I need to move on with my life. I need to heal and move on big time. Again, it's not easy. Um, Vicki, uh, oh, I don't think you are torn at all. I think you need to come to terms and accept. You know what, Vicky? I think you're a wise woman, and I, I believe that as well. Um, Melissa, you know in your gut already. I agree with that, too. And, Brenda, um, well, you know, welcome again to the show. Thanks for listening. I always go with my gut instinct, and I tell people that all the time. I try to get individuals' hearts and couples where their heart and their gut line up. And usually a lot of it, your heart is torn and your gut's telling you something different. I try to get those, um, you know, I try to get them lined up and it's hard. It's very difficult. Um, if he's trying, Melissa, then, and if you're okay with that, then who's to say, give it up? Uh, Vicki, yeah, I think she wants us to tell her a different answer, but she should know the individual's on chat, and uh, she also know, she knows me. I'm going to be blunt, and I'm going to be honest. I don't 
blow smoke up anyone's ass whatsoever. I'm honest, but I'm also very compassionate because it's not easy to do that. But if he's trying and it's trying in the right direction that you want, trying to understand each other, then that's fine, Melissa. That That's great. And you mentioned a while ago that, you know, do you set a time limit? No. So many, you get, you can give your self a time limit. You know what? But I think people set themselves up so much because they give themselves a time limit and it puts too much pressure on ourselves. It puts too much pressure on the relationship. It just comes to a point where I can't take this anymore. Okay. I can't take this anymore. And to do that, if he's trying to see how long it lasts, I agree, Vicki. And you mentioned Rhonda mentions about the honeymoon phase. And this ties in with one of the topics of the show this evening is about, you know, getting sucked back in. Oh, it's great. It's going to change. It's going to change. And then what happens? It's right back to the same shit. And that's where with couples I work with, I don't want that to happen. I want it to be genuine, legit. And this is where you need to hit on and trust your gut instinct, people, okay? And it's, it's not easy. And I don't want people, I know the honeymoon phase, people change, change, change. And there is a tendency to get pulled back to the normal patterns, to normal habits. And then what happens? Everything's great. Woohoo! Everything's great. And then it falls back. And then you fight, argue, threaten to break up, divorce, whatever. And then uh, guess what happens? Oh, I'm happy, fine. A week later, it starts going back. And you're like, oh, shit right? Then you start feeling, right? I'm a fool. Oh my God, what a dumbass. Why am I doing this? I'm a sucker. I'm all this. And have you told him in detail what you need from him? I think Melissa answered that. I don't want to answer for Melissa before, but she, I think she has mentioned that before that, um, yeah, she has been. Hey, Melissa, you are self-disclosing. <laughs> no, you mentioned that. Um, you mentioned that before too. I think to him exactly what you needed and all that stuff too. Oh, I, I know, but you're the one that texted. <clears throat> Sorry, my voice is going. Chatted at Melissa. Um, yeah, there was a lot that was out in the office last night. Excuse me, I needed a drink, water. I should be drinking booze. Oh, no, I advocate alcoholism. No, not at all. But you look at uh, the situation. You get out and you come clean. That's how you can come and be honest. And, and if, if that is, you know, not working, then you go from there. You want to see effort. And you look at, you know, if it starts falling back, can you, you need to bring it up. Don't yell. Don't bitch. Don't attack. Say, hey, what's going on? I think you're... You know, it seems like you're falling back, whatever, and going back there. I don't want that. I want us to keep going and look at what can I do to help keep going in this direction, to keep going in a positive direction and help with the change. And, we, you know, we all hear the scenario, two steps forward, one step back. When you break habits, it's difficult. You need to learn and sort of get some slack going and not bust each other so much when changes are taken place, okay? 
because there's going to be some growth, there's going to be some mishaps, there's going to be whatever. And how you handle that can make a big difference because someone messes up and, you know, whatever. Old habits, hard to break. I get that. But when they mess up, and I'm not talking severe. I'm not talking, you know, they're going out shooting up with heroin. They're going, I'm not talking, you know, beating your ass again. I'm not talking extreme situations here. But you need to look at, you know, when they're, you know, going back and you attack them, and then what happens, you say, oh, my God, there you go again. Oh, yeah, well, fuck you, too. Oh, shit, I said the F word. My apologies. Since when have I not? Or I should say, when have I held back from that before, right? This is an adult-oriented <laughs> swearing is to be extremely expressed on the Art of Relationships radio show. Oops. I had somebody that just asked me to bring my show to them, but they mentioned about my, uh, I'll use Vicky's term, colorful language would have to go. And I said, yeah, I don't know. That's too prim and proper. Um, do I have to use it? No. I have a bad temper and I'm hostile when I'm mad. I know, Melissa, you mentioned that last night. Um, and yes, you need to work on that as well and trying to get into a situation that, you know, like I said, I'm all about you working on yourself and going from, you know, going there and looking on your, then it's not your show. You're right, Melissa. Jinx. You look at the situation and, you know, you need to do your part too. So many people look at they're all their partner and it's all them, all them, all her, all her, all him. But look at what you can do to be a better partner yourself and then go from there. And if your partner doesn't want to try or doesn't want to put forth the effort, then you need to reassess what you're doing, okay? And going back to, there was a topic, oh, not a topic, someone mentioned I can't even think what the hell. Oh, how many times can you let them get away with that? Brenda, good point. That's that's what it's you know, that's what it's all about too. And you look at how many times are you willing to do that? There is a pill for that that even you wow <laughs> Princess Foo. Eh I don't know if a as you know, as you know, foo, I'm not you know, medication might be a last resort. For anybody, you know, some people, yeah, I get that, but I, I'd rather work on some things before we try meds. Uh, depending if there are severe, severe situations, then absolutely, I want to look at. Um, oh, I know you're serious, Foo. I get that absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I know that, and you're being very helpful for that situation. Um, that. You know, there are medication that can stabilize moods, whatever. But I want to try, try other things and see if that works too, okay? And then we go from there. But are you hostile, or Melissa, that's why I'm hostile, that you feel like you're being disrespected, not listened to, not heard, but also is he feeling the same way and looking at, you know, am I making it safe for him to talk to me? Am I making spinning class, yoga, Oh, my God. Spinning class and yoga, you ladies are getting me all hot and bothered again. Are those new uh, yoga and uh, 
freaking uh, spinning class? Are those all new sexual positions that I have not heard about? <laughs> you guys got to oh, sound like a laughing hyena dork. <laughs> Anyways, um, so we look at the situation, and you need to look at, you know, what is beneficial for you. And so many people try to put a time frame on that. I'm going to sort of circle back on that, Melissa. When you mention about a time frame, there, there isn't. Don't let anyone set a time frame on you, nobody else. You set that time frame, okay? When your gut tells you, you know what, I've had enough, then you go on there. Rhonda on March, oh, <laughs> March 14th. Oh, I got to bring that up. How many people, I, I got to bring that up, hilarious. Rhonda, I forgot all about that. When I was on with, uh, when I did a show Sunday night, uh, and I'm with Podcast Detroit, um, out of Detroit, of course, <laughs> Podcast Detroit, I do my show uh, with them on Sunday night, and Jessica who helps out with the show and everything. <laughs> uh, Jessica brought up, and I never heard about it before. It, yup, yeah, foo, you're there. Blowjob day. It's taking a blowjob day, March 14th, a month after February 14th, Valentine's Day. And she brought it up. I'm like, I thought she was bullshit. Me. Greg, no, it's legit. <laughs> oh, and Rhonda, that's right. You <laughs> and you mentioned toss salad too with the blowjob. Oh my God, freaking! I forgot about that, Rhonda. You you freaking crack me up. Hilarious. And um, best day, Melissa. Steak and a blowjob day. Sweet. And I say I don't need the steak. I just want the blowjob. And like, <laughs> yeah, our steak for the meat eaters, right? <laughs> I, I forget the. I just go with the blowjob. And I said, wait a minute, this ain't good. Now women are going to say, right? Women are going to say, damn, oh, great. I get away with only a blowjob once a year. Uh, if that happens, you're dismissed, right? <laughs> you're, well, with me anyway. Someone else might put up with that. But um, what do I want to say? Oh, <laughs> I'm not putting up with that whatsoever. Oh, Speaking of, now we're getting way off topic like it matters anyways. The part of the book I'm talking about, or talking about, I'm, I'm not talking about, I'm writing about, actually covers oral sex <laughs> right now. And um, not only genital reason, uh, genital, but around the whole aspect. But I'm finishing up that right now and some tips and tricks. And uh, ooh, ooh, ooh that you might want to try out later on. Okay, now, going up, we need to hit on sex after 50. Sex after 50. There was an individual on, um, there was an individual on Facebook that requested that talk about sex after 50. And I don't know... The ages. I think I know. I know how old Vicky is. I think I know. Well, I know how old Melissa is. Foo, I think I'm almost, I'm pretty sure how old she is. I think Foo's like, what, 10, 15 years older than I am, Foo? Um, <laughs> I'm being a smart ass. <laughs> 
Um, I think even Melissa's older than I am. No. <laughs> but looking at the situation, sex after 50. Um, I'm 51. Yeah, whatever, Melissa. Yeah, then shit, I'm, I'm like 25 years younger than you. No. <laughs> but sex after 50, this was brought up, and I know a lot of, probably everybody in chat is probably under 50. So this is something that you can maybe look forward to. And funny shit, you are older. No, I'm not. I'm one year younger than you, Craig. Rhonda, you're a liar. I thought everybody, you know that, Rhonda. Everyone thought I was in my uh, late 20s. No, <laughs> everyone thought I'm in my freaking around 38, 37, 38 years old. It's just my uh, immaturity level, right? <laughs> my immaturity level. Everyone thinks I'm younger than I am. Um, anyways, go back. Sex after 50. And I want to cover this. Topic will probably be, unless anybody else has any other questions, um, I'm going to finish up with sex. Is an oldie but a good. I am not that old. Melissa, kiss my ass. How's that for professionalism? Whatever. And I'm one year under you. Rhonda, you're, you're 28? No. <laughs> Now we ain't even talking about shit. Talking about a time killer. Anyways, okay. Sex after 50. The big thing is, I, I think the big aspect, you know, we have to, and I, I hate differentiating between men, women, all this aspect, but sex after 50, you know, we need to sort of separate it because we know women that are 50 or after, they might be... um. Yeah, I told you, Melissa. Yeah, you're 29. I'm 28. So <laughs> you look at uh, you look at the elements to where you know sex after 50. We'll, we'll hit on women as first, since a lot of women are in here. You already heard. You know, most women they might be into menopause at 50 or older, right? They might be entering menopause, and they also might be through menopause. So it depends what stage. These are all the fun things you have to look forward to, right, ladies? So it all depends where you're at in that spectrum, okay? Vicki, yeah, you're 46, and sex drive is through the roof, and that is phenomenal. Damn it. Where are all these women where their sex drives through the roof? Foo, Rhonda, Vicky. And Fu mentioned about, yeah, the threesome. Oh, that's right. You were not, uh, yeah, you heard about that. Um, Fu, you heard about the threesome. You, me, and Rhonda doing a woman's uh, workshop. Uh, and you look at, yeah, they say 30, it starts increasing. But Melissa, to be honest with you, a lot of women in their 40s, oh, my God. They are freaking horny as hell, right? What do you guys eat to keep it high? Penis. No. <laughs> no. Oh, wait. That was totally uncut. That was funnier in hell. No. <laughs> Me too, Vicky, but I always been wired sexually like a guy. And I think Rhonda has whatever. 
every conversation, <laughs> all I think about is sex. Every conversation turns into sex. Oh, my God. I, I'm with a bunch of horny women, and we are all in trouble. I'm in trouble. Anyways, going back to, you know, 50. Oh, Brenda, is that true? At 50, menopausing. Oh, no. I'm sorry to hear that. So when you're at 50, you know, we're going to hit with a lot of aspects to where, you know, it's very difficult to cover. I could do a whole show, and maybe I need to do a whole show for those individuals that are 50 and over. That might be better than trying to cover it all here. But, you know, if you're, you know, before menopause, if you're pre-menopause, in menopause, and post-menopause, what happens, you know, every woman's different as far as the effects. You know, you have the night sweats, cold sweats when you're in menopause, and then you look at the situation with, uh, you know, your ovaries. That's what happens. You sh- <laughs> run the cum vitamins. <clears throat> oh, my God, it hurt my throat on that one. Thanks a lot, Melissa. <laughs> I'm very active now, and I'm afraid that once I get to that age, I won't be. No, Brenda, what happens? Everybody's different. And there's a lot of women, a lot of women I deal with that are clients of mine, you know, couples or individual clients that are over 50, they still have an active sex life. They might have problems, um, desire issues or whatever going through menopause, but once they're through it, they tend to have a healthier their sex drive sort of kicks back up. And there's a lot of, you know, you need to talk to your, your OB and all this aspect once you hit 50 and look at, because you might get, let's face it, vaginal dryness, right, which can be a problem. So you might have to, oh, my God, I got to use lubricant and all this stuff. And then your boyfriend, husband, whatever, oh, my God, I don't make her wet anymore. She's not as turned on by me anymore. No, no, no. The men need to be clued in, and you need to teach your men what happens, you know, with the female body, you know, during menopause, post-menopause, and the hormonal flux. And, you know, some women are on hormone replacement therapy, and you look at the situation to where, um, you know, you look at the dangers, okay? You look at, you look at the dangers as far as... You know, is there breast cancer risk and all that aspect? So you need to look at that. Say what? Rhonda, oh, God, you crack me up. More often you have sex, the more you want. That's the way it should be. I have been premenopausal and currently in menopause. I have never lost my drive. I have to come at least once a day, then cry. <laughs> then she laughs, LOL. Rhonda, good for you. Um. That's awesome that you haven't lost your sex drive. Don't cry. You're too beautiful to cry. Ah. So you're telling her not to feel what she feels. That's rude, Melissa. She has a right to cry if she wants to. Right? It's her party. <laughs> her one-woman party. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, boy. You tell I'm getting slap-happy. So you look at you look at the aspects to where... You know, where you're at and with Rhonda, thanks for disclosing that very much, you know, that you're currently in menopause and your sexual appetite has not declined. Great for you, which, to be honest with you, is rare, but it does happen. So that's awesome for you. 
and like that's why I said it's so difficult of a subject to cover. Not difficult. It just takes more time than I have available for the rest of the show. And you need to look at um, you know, where you're at and try to educate yourself because every woman is different when they go through menopause, premenopause. There's some women, believe it or not, I know that um <laughs> crying party way. No lube either. Good. And hopefully that won't change, Rhonda, but once you're fully beyond uh, menopause, that might change. I hope not. You might be one of the lucky ones, but you're probably already well-versed with this, okay? So you look at your level. Most women that get through menopause, there's, even if there is a dive in their sexual appetite, sexual desire, what happens once they get through menopause, it tends to come back. And there's a lot of women I have that have been through menopause that are still, they're very horny. Um, they still love sex. They enjoy sex. They want sex, right? So you look at the situation where every woman's different and to be able to look at that. But if you need to use lube, you need to do all those aspects. So it depends where you're at. In the spectrum, and so many books, so much you know, online literature, and it might be great literature, but it doesn't apply to everybody, to every woman. So you look at the situation to where, um, you know, you have to do what you know, follow with what your body and what your emotions and everything are going through, and do what's best for you. Okay, and you know. They're, they're looking at a lot of the research, a lot of information online, you know, WebMD, Mayo Clinic, uh, John Hopkins University. They have some great information. And also, um, oh, God, Dickensian Institute. I had a freaking brain fart. And also look at, you know, the study of uh, shit. Now I'm even part of it. Study of sexual studies, whatever. I can't even remember. <laughs> oh, God, I can't. I must be tired. I'm sorry. There's a lot of viable websites out there that you can learn. But, again, they're looking at the average. They're trying to cover, you know, the average. But there's always exceptions to those averages. And that's where you need to look at what's good. But most women I know get, once they get out of menopause, they have an active, healthy, freaking horny sex life. So it depends where you're at. You know, like I said, if you need hormone replacement or the dangers of breast cancer versus everything else, I had a, a client, a new client this week that is taking hormone replacement therapy. She had a, hyster- a full hysterectomy, which, as you ladies know, they take everything, the ovaries, everything else, um, that she is on hormone replacement therapy. And I talked to her you know, she is willing to take the risk because her hormones were so low and her emotions were all over the place, um, tearful. She would cry freaking numerous times a day for a while. And this was even after like three months or so, three or four months after her hysterectomy. So you look at the situation, you know, you weigh the odds. You have to do what's best for you and do what you feel is, you know, best at the same time, you know, for you. 
and everybody else. I'm sorry, not what everybody else is saying, but you need to look at what is best for you and you need to weigh the odds that is best for you. My husband is the same as me. He is a pervert. Woohoo! Who doesn't love a woman pervert? I always say, <laughs> I always say, I always say, I want a nympho. I want a woman that's a nympho, but only a nympho with me. But that might defeat the term or sort of contradict the term of being a nympho. Oh, if I haven't mentioned the phone number. If you, uh, if people listen to the show and you're not on chat and you want to give me a call with your questions, like I said, it's your name is completely anonymous, confidential. I completely respect that. So give me a call, 586-212-4196 to the Art of Relationships radio show. Oh, Vicki, I'm sorry. I want to get back to a question you had a while ago about men. Um, oh, what about men? When does it start to decline? Are you talking about... Um, What do I want to say? Are you, Vicky, are you talking more about when their sexual appetite or desire declines? Um, I'm going to go with that, you know, at 50 and over. And I think it depends on if their girlfriend or wife is a nasty bitch, their sexual decline could go down in their 20s. No. <laughs> oh, what a smart ass. Anyways, no. But. Their sexual drive, usually <laughs> what happens, uh, most men that go down, you, you look at the situation to where testosterone levels are huge. And they decrease, usually they start decreasing at 10% every couple of years, typically. Now, again, this is average. When they hit about 30, 35, there's like, about by 35, there's usually about a 10% decrease in testosterone levels, and that might increase to even another 5% by the time they're 40. Again, every woman is different. At my age, at 28, I still have, <laughs> oh, I'm lying. Anyways, my sex drive is still, um, I know, who has it going on, Rhonda and Frickin' you and whatever, all these women with the high sex drives. Frickin' piss me off. No, <laughs> I'm jealous. You, the dynamics, oh, going back to men after 50. So it could be you're looking at their sex drive. It could be testosterone. Stress also can kill testosterone. And at 50, they might be looking at retirement and, you know, everything else and looking at dynamics that are going on. So it depends on not only the relationship, and also sexual desire can be killed by blood pressure medication, diabetes. You hating, Greg? Yeah, I am hating, Brenda. <laughs> you, um, so with guys, you know, with women too, I don't, you know, medical concerns can cause you, um, but you look at the situation, yeah, oh, 35, oh, yeah, because it seems like my sex drive surpasses all my guy friends related from conversation. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, around 35, unless your guy friends, you know, I, their testosterone levels usually drop 10% uh, by 35 and maybe another 5%. So with low testosterone levels, 
that is going to decrease your sex drive. That's just a matter, that's just a fact, okay? But then you look at, you know, when guys 50 or over, you know, there could be high blood pressure. Not that it can be before 50, but just go with me on this. You know, high blood pressure. And if they're on medication for blood pressure, that can kill sex drive as well, okay? Um, diabetes. So you're looking at all these aspects and stress, you know, a lack of sleep. If they're having problems um, sleeping, that can kill a guy's sex drive too, that they're tired all the time. And don't, and I know like Foo's husband too, you know, he works freaking these, oh my God, these ass awful hours that, you know, so when you're tired and your body's out of sync and your biological or, you know, circadian rhythm and your biological clock gets it's like jet lag gets thrown off too that can kill your sex drive too and i recommend guys you know get your get blood work if there is um a sexual drive decrease with guys is that going to make it harder to have kids if testosterone goes down not necessarily no because testosterone doesn't necessarily go hand-in-hand with sperm. It can, Melissa, but what happens with the sperm, guys can produce sperm until we die. They're not like women. Women, on average, have, that's where, you know, you hear women's with kids, having kids, their biological clock is ticking. There is truth with that because women, on average, they produce 400, on average, again, they produce 400 eggs, right? And when they stop producing eggs, that's usually when menopause starts kicking in. That's usually the sign of it. But on average, women produce 400 eggs in their lifetime. And once they produce their limit, they're done. They don't produce anymore and they can't get pregnant. Unless you're looking at getting a, you know, egg transplant and fertile, getting an egg and all that stuff. But uh, with men, we produce sperm until we die, okay? Even when we have vasectomies, you're still producing sperms, okay? Dang, that sucks. So what can you do to prevent uh, uh, you lost me? Oh, testosterone drops? There's um, eating, you know, some proteins can help. Exercise, guys, exercise can help maintain um, testosterone levels, guys that have heavier weight, more in the belly region and everything else, they tend to have a decrease in testosterone levels too. So, so the fat content, uh, you don't know what else to say. No, gaining weight, obesity, or having more fat content can decrease testosterone levels too. So my, if there is a decrease in sexual desire, the first thing I'm looking at, okay, is it a, a relationship problem? You know, if everything seems fine, yeah, smoking, Melissa, that's a huge one too. That, you know, smoking decreases the oxygen levels, which decreases all that stuff. And smoking can restrict the blood flow uh, to the testicles and the genital aspects. So that can cause problems as well, okay? with testosterone levels. So, you know, there's androgel, there's different, um, you know, there, there are testosterone shots 
if it's that low, testosterone shots along with androgel that can help too. There's testosterone boosters, over-the-counter testosterone boosters um, that can help. You know, GNC, um, I, I promote them show I should get freaking sponsorships. But, you know, GNC covers them, uh, Vitamin Shop. You know, there's some natural homeopathic stuff that you can take too. Uh, certain ginsengs. There's um, L-Arginine is another one that can help. Uh, with that aspect. Horny goatweed, believe it or not, that can help too. Yeah, and it's called horny goatweed. There is, I forget the freaking, uh, the plant it comes from, but the generic name is horny goatweed, and I'm trying to remember what the hell. I used to know what it is. I Like I said, I'm tired. I have a brain fog. So, um, yeah, with testosterone, you know, testosterone, but yeah, maca root, that's another one. Thanks, Melissa. Um, yeah, maca root is another one that can go in there too. So, no, awesome. You've done your research. Unless you're looking them up, unless you're looking them up. Yo, Heeb, you have to be careful, though, Melissa. You have to be careful. Well, Yohibi tree bark, you have to be careful because some people get really jittery and almost feels like their skin's crawling out of their skin or they get the sweats with Yohibi with big time. So that has been one that's been used in a lot of these over-the-counter, over-the-counter aspects, but people can react to them very poorly. So that I usually don't recommend. And there are other products out there that do not have the Yohibi. Yohibi is more, not necessarily for testosterone, that helps with getting a heart on, okay? That helps with an erection, with almost like, you know, Viagra, Cialis, and all that. But that is more not necessarily for desire. You know, you could have the desire, and the guy could have problems with erection problems, you know, after 50. And that's where I said, I mean, it can happen before that, but that's where you get into the situation where, you know, you get blood work done. I want testosterone levels. I want to see, and sometimes thyroid aspects, even with guys, a lot of, oh, thyroid issue, that's a woman issue. No, it isn't. It can be a guy issue as well. And looking at the dynamics that um, thyroid thyroid can kick up those aspects too, okay? can There can be overactive, underactive that can kill your desire too in guys, and a lot of people don't realize that. So I usually recommend a full blood panel, and it could be vitamin D level, D3 levels for energy levels, B-complex aspects. These aspects can also sort of kill desire. That's where I recommend, you know, thyroid level. And some doctors will, you know, they'll do a full panel, but they won't check this or that, I usually recommend, you know, full panel, make sure they do thyroid, make sure they do testosterone, which, you know, and, and so I've had some guys that I think I mentioned on show a while ago <clears throat> that I had a, he was 26 years old and had a problem, desire problems and all this stuff. I don't know what's going on. And I asked him, did you ever have blood work? No. I said, I want this. He goes, I'm 26 years old. I recommend. And his testosterone level, believe it or not, was almost non-existent. And he was 26 years old. And when he found this out, 
and he come back to me a couple weeks after this that um, he was crying. And, um, you know, he was madly in love and girlfriend. I think they were married at the time or just got married. And, you know, she's thinking he doesn't desire me, doesn't get turned. I don't turn him on, which is normal. And testosterone level, and he got those, got shots injection because it was not an, and I come back, sex drive and all this stuff. And he was 26, and he started bawling. Greg, oh, my God, I can't believe this. I wish I would have known this a couple years ago, four years ago. I, I you know, And the doctors at my age, they, you know, they wouldn't even think it was my testosterone because I'm young. You don't know. That's why I want to rule out any medical complications at all that you might think it's one thing, but it's another. So I want to rule those out. And, again, you look at do – does ginseng increase sex drive? It increases more energy level. It can, but not necessarily sex drive, Melissa. Um, a lot of aspect has ginseng or what do they call it? Oh, God. Tri- I mean, I'm having a hell of a time tonight. Tribulus, uh, which is almost a human growth hormone testosterone, it's almost like a Russian, God, what the hell is it? That is a lot, and that can help increase stamina hard-on, longevity of a hard-on, and also that can increase uh, maybe horniness too. So the ginseng helps more with the energy level and helps with the immune system. I'm not going to say it's not going to hurt, and I take ginseng too, but I... I am all about, uh, you know, ginseng is healthy, okay, or for most part. You don't want any allergic reaction or anything, but it usually doesn't increase sex drive. It might inadvertently or indirectly increase sex drive by increasing energy level and helping with the immune system, if that helps, okay? I dislike when doctors say, you're too young to have this, or Vicki, you're absolutely right, and they won't check. Good doctors, you know, if they won't check, then you need to demand it or you need to find yourself another doctor. Vicki, that's a great point because, like I mentioned, a lot of doctors, you're 25. I ain't testing for testosterone level. What's the, you know, you shouldn't have an issue. And that's bullshit. Um, I have a great, um, I got a great doctor. I mean, I don't see him that much. He's a great guy, great guy too, and he's he's awesome, <laughs> Yeah, I don't see him that much because, knock on wood, I'm pretty healthy. Um, you know, I, I knock on wood. I don't know if it's genetics. I couldn't tell you what the hell it is. But um, he, he's a great doctor, and I've referred actually clients to him and to their office. You know, there's a few doctors in there like a lot of them nowadays, but I refer quite a people. So a good doctor will listen to you and look at that. And there's sometimes where a lot of times I will tell them, and I'll say if the doctor questions you, have them call me. This is why I'm looking for, this is my experience from what happens. And I've seen it before. That's why I'm asking, you think it's crazy. You're only 25 or whatever, 30. I shouldn't check testosterone levels. Um, Have the doctor, if he questions it, demand it. And say, I want this, you know, say, Greg, you know, wanted me to get this checked. 
And the doctors might say, oh, okay, 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 no big deal. I, you know, and a lot of doctors have a pretty good rapport with, not all of them, uh, but a lot of them, if they know, and they know I want what's best for their patients, my clients, so I want, I want to rule out anything possible, okay? Um, of course, we all know, and that's not necessary after 50. That can happen any age. You know, if there's alcohol problems, if, if they drink a lot, you know, alcoholism, that can kill a sex drive for both genders, okay? So I'm afraid I'll never find anyone who can match my sex drive, especially now that I know these levels can decrease at those percentages. However, Vicki, they can get testosterone. There's some, I should post, I don't want to advocate because I, I need to do a disclosure as far as I'm not a medical, you know, the old standpoint. I'm not a medical doctor. Please check with your physician to make sure it's healthy and it's okay for you to take and all this stuff. But I know there's a few products out there over the counter that do work, okay? And you look at, I'm all about feeling desired. And like I said, I'm freaking, I could have freaking sex daily. Matter of fact, I would love it. Date well, I don't know. I might want one day to reminisce, <laughs> to relax and reminisce. But yeah, we get tired. You know, depending on work hours, how much sleep. There's a lot of factors that go into it. But I, I always look at, especially over fifty. I'm looking at, you know, are there blood pressure medications that are being taken that can kill an erection and that can kill sexual desire too? Be from. Uh, Oh, I know we talked about this before, Foo, about not daily. <laughs> like I said, I want a day to reminisce and just, you know, smile on my face all day, right? Foo, not daily. I know. <clears throat> That's what the private time's for. Self-private time. Um, oh, sorry, Vicky. Can you address my question below about companionship versus sexual chemistry? Regarding importance. Again, Vicki, this is very subjective, right? I have couples that I know. They, um, they have sex once a year. And both of them are okay with that. Do you understand? Who am I to say that's wrong? For me, I can tell you there ain't no way in hell I'm going to be in a relationship like that. Period. Because sex is important to me. Now, if you look at <laughs> Wednesday is Touch Yourself Day. <laughs> Shit, I thought Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I thought all of them were. But um, so that is an individual subjective question, Vicky. And I don't have a right or wrong, a yes or no answer to you. Because you look at what is most important to you. Um, you need to look at what is important to you, and it's not right or wrong. Some people are okay with companionship, and that's good. They don't care about sex, but, you know, or they have it once in a while, once in a, like I said, I, I know people, they have it once a year, and they're both fine with that. So, but the problem is, if one person wants it once a year, and you want it freaking three, four, or five times a week, there is, you're not going to be happy. You're going to be feeling, 
you're going to be selling yourself out and you're not going to be happy, okay? I know you need black and white answers, Vicky, but uh, with me, it doesn't always work that way because everybody's so different. And I'm not going to tell somebody that you should deal with this, okay? Um, I feel as we age, companionship is more important when you have kids and such. Melissa, I'm going to tell you right now, you need to kill that mindset big time because what happens, I'm going to get, Melissa, I'll get back to that in a minute. Um, Companionship is important, I think, at any age, but also I think the chemistry and everything else. And I'm going to get back on that in a bit, Melissa, okay? Um, I'm glad you, that's a great question. And I, I talked about that huge, um, about the kids and the importance of companionship and sex when you have kids and all that stuff. Okay. But I know Vic, you need black and white answers. If you are, you're not in trouble, Melissa, I'm just going to clarify something. Um, you need black and white answers. Vicky, if you feel that you're not happy in your sex life, and that is important to you, that is important to you. And there's, I, I, and there's no medical issues, you know. There, you know, oh my God, heaven forbid, a accident at work, a car crash, whatever, and you become paralyzed or some, you know, you're looking at everything. Those aspects. I'm going to throw that out the table because those are different, okay? When you're both healthy and all that, and if the sexual compatibility and the sexual chemistry is not there and that is important to you, then you look at are you living as a martyr? Are you living as selling yourself out? And again, why would somebody want, would that be selfish of your partner to want you to be with them knowing you're not happy. And that is, that's what I mean. It's not a black and white issue. Um, I always place such a high value on sexual chemistry, but looking to the future, maybe I should be placing that importance more in companionship considering the aging factor. But Vicki, can you do both? And I'm not, I'm not one to... Say, sell yourself out. I, I don't want anybody like that. But a lot of people, society gets in a situation where that, oh, <clears throat> the longer in a relationship, you need to be okay with sex to decline. And I did a thing, I did a radio show on this. I know, Foo, you remember <clears throat> that, um, no, you're not a broken record at all, Vicky. Excuse me. But, um, you know, I did a, that, oh shit, what was I going to say? Sorry, people, that I, I did a radio show a long time ago that I think society, the buying the societal's answer is that, you know, they want you to be okay with sexual decline and be okay with that and live, the, I think that's a bunch of bullshit. I don't think people should fall into that stereotypical stance that once you're in a relationship for a while, yeah, do you need to <laughs> lube for your throat? Yes, I do. I need some um, 
passion juice. <laughs> I need some passion juice. <laughs> oh boy! In my book, I actually mention the p word more than once, and I'm not talking about penis either. Um, <laughs> but you look at the dynamics that um, if sex is important to you, getting on that aspect, you need to trigger that. Okay, that's important to you, and this, so you look at the situation. What makes you happy? And I'm not about people selling each other out. And don't buy into the society. I can't even talk. Sorry about that, people. The societal stereotype that, oh, you need to be okay and be okay and like that sexual intimacy, sexual, your sexual life declines as the relationship goes on. You need to be okay with that. I think that's BS. And... It declines because you both let it decline. Or maybe one of you let it decline. One, because I'm too busy with the kids. And ah, Melissa, I'm coming back to you. And it's already 11 o'clock. But I'm going to go over a few minutes since I'm not going to be on the air Sunday night because of the holiday weekend. So I'll go over a couple minutes. Uh, and that's with kids. A lot of people, Melissa, I'm going to go back to your comment about, you know, you need to be okay with that, with kids, that, you know what, I feel as we age, com- companionship is more important when you have kids and such. Companionship is also very important, Melissa. I'm not saying that. I agree with you. But also the sex. Because what happens is if you forget about each other, you forget about the relationship and okay, we have kids, so sex isn't that important anymore. I'm going to tell you something. The guy will feel like a paycheck. He will feel used. He will feel like he is not important to you. And I'm going to tell you, the relationship won't last. Or if it does, you're going to be very, very miserable. There are so many couples I deal with that there is an affair because one, all the attention went to the kids. And believe me, dads might put all the attention to the kids too and forget about the, the wife or girlfriend in that situation. But I'm going to tell you, if you put the kids first all the time and it's all about them all the time and not about you too, I'm going to tell you, you're in a world of hurt. And all of a sudden, the guy, let's in this situation, you know, the guy might just feel like a paycheck. Okay, oh, she just wanted kids, and now I'm not important anymore. You know what? Chances are he's going to be miserable. He's going to feel unimportant. And then the wife, or say the wife or girlfriend, when come in a situation and she's pissed because she finds out he has an affair. Again, I don't justify affairs. I don't condone them. But I look at the situation. You need to look at what caused it. And if you look at you're pissed that he had an affair and you're not looking at yourself, shame on you. You're not looking at yourself. Now I'm getting on a freaking. Now you're looking at, whoa, 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 whoa. A reward him with sex and orals for working hard? Eh, what if you both work, Brenda? And I'm a huge advocate for both, both couples both couples, <laughs> both individuals in a relationship, husband, wife, whatever. I'm, I'm a huge advocate of both working, okay? I'm a huge advocate about both 
people working in a relationship, okay? It creates your own individual identity, whatever. Balance between the kids and him. Melissa, absolutely. Because what happens if one of them, one of you feel like there's going to be resentment build up, there's going to be resentment build up, there is going to be a huge disconnect, and there's going to be resentment. Oh, my God, I'm going to feel like... Oh, and there's some guys, oh, she gave me a son. Now my son's more important. Now I don't need her anymore, right? She gave me what I want. Now all my attention is on my boy, right? And the wife feels left out, feels lonely, feels used, feels what all this situation. Um, oh, absolutely, Vicky. I, I get, yeah. I understand why they ha- Absolutely. That's mostly why affairs happen because something's missing and still keep the primary relationship intact. I get that because of the kids and all that stuff. I, I understand Ferris big time, Vicky. I, I I get it. I understand it. And it's 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 hard. It's not easy. And there's no easy way around that. But you try to look at what creates that aspect, okay? Um, but with kids, you know, it's hard. You're both tired, whatever. But if you don't keep each other feeling important in a relationship, I'm going to tell you, shit's going to hit the fan. It might be a year down the road, five years down the road, 10 years, 20 years down the road. And But I'm going to tell you, I can almost guarantee it, the shit will hit the fan. It's just a matter of time. And I don't want that for anybody. I want you to handle those issues beforehand okay i i want to yeah my husband was checked out and didn't care Rhonda, i get that and then you've heard me say on numerous shows about affairs it becomes addicting you crave that so much and when someone pays you attention it's it's hard man it becomes very addicting and i get it i understand it but that's where the other person needs to look at what did i do to cause this and a lot of people, out of the hurt, the anger, and all this stuff, they don't want to look at themselves. They don't want to look at, um, they don't look at what I did to cause this. You know, what did I did to cause them to have an affair? And I make my clients and maybe people on here and everything else on Facebook to look at that. They might not want to. And if they don't want to, it's going to be a huge, huge issue and chances are you won't be able to heal and move on okay um vicky i'm gonna hit on this and then i need to say good night um okay this is gonna sound very bad do 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 let me go back and pull up okay this is gonna sound very bad but that what that's what i want and extremely selfish i want to keep my primary relationship intact but i want the passion on the side that's what i want vicky I get that. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. People are going to judge. People are going to do whatever. But they, no one lives your life 24-7 but you. Do you understand? Um, I'm all about being honest and open and sharing everything, okay? But you look at the situation. I know a lot of people in your situation, in your very in your very same situation that you're in, that they do that, whatever, because they don't want to break the family up. They don't want to disrupt their happy home, or it's not really a happy home. But 
you look at that situation that, you know, people understand, but I'm all about trying to get both in one household, the passion and the chemistry and the connection, okay? And I'm glad. Um, I agree, Melissa. Everyone is quick to judge, and, you know, they do this, they do that. There are a bunch of hypocrites out there, and they don't live your life. They don't walk in your shoes 24-7. You do. You know what? And I'm glad you feel safe, you know, to be able to do that on here. Um, and Rhonda, you mentioned that, but I feel we, you know, what we say here is a safe place, and I want it to be a safe place. Um, but with the chat, you know, if you have people that you know and say stuff, um, you know, it's that's where difficulty because I don't know a way to um, maybe go on chat as you as you see everybody's name and everything, unless you sign up with a maybe a fake name or anything. Okay, and it's hard because you don't live people's life, and people want to judge, they want to do this and bash, and they don't live your life. So it's very difficult. Okay, Vicky. Um, let me know the results of the raffle, the hat draw, or whatever you will, um, about the, the painting auction or giveaway. Again, Vicki, thank you so much in helping me out by promoting the show. Rhonda, Fu, Melissa, uh, thank you so much, too, for sharing the post when I do the radio shows. Thanks for joining the live chat, and everybody have a safe, happy hump night what's left of it, and please have a safe, happy, enjoyable holiday weekend. Coming here, at least in, uh, in the States, with it being Labor Day weekend here in the States. Everybody, thank you again. Peace out, and catch me on Facebook under Greg Dzinski, D-U-D-Z-I-N-S-K-I. You can check me out on, or my website, I should say. Oh, boy. Uh, theartofrelationships.org. More about my counseling practice services, everything. And like I said, I do, uh, I do, do Skype or telephone uh, services as well. Okay. Thank you again for tuning in. I appreciate everybody. Everybody, peace out. Much love to everybody out there. Be safe. Take care. Thanks again. American Corn Farmers. A proud and chosen profession inspired through generations. Tested, resilient, and committed to giving back as much as they're growing. Pushing the boundaries of what's possible with every bushel, while replenishing every increasingly precious resource, like the reduction of soil loss by 40% with every acre grown. In a world where sustainability matters more than ever, we need all the help we can get. And there's no greater resource than the capable hands of American corn farmers.